Welcome to the Panjiva Daily. We bring you data-driven insights into global trade events and a review of our recent research. I'm Chris Rogers, Panjiva's trade analyst, and here's what's on for June the 13th. A sense of urgency from the Trump administration in implementing new aluminum and steel import rules is validated by an acceleration in imports recently. Also, rules on exports of US beef to China have been finalised, and we've published our monthly review of the NVOCC's performance in the US. Let's get started with trade policy. The administration of President Donald Trump confirmed in a cabinet meeting yesterday that new rules on steel and aluminum imports will be sent to Congress shortly. That confirms comments from the president that were made last week. There are reports, however, of pushback from government agencies that are concerned about the welfare of steel and aluminum buyers. They would face higher costs in the event of tariffs or more expensive domestic manufacturing being substituted. Our data shows that a sense of urgency in completing new rules is valid. Imports of aluminum increased by nearly 40% on a year earlier in April, including a more than 50% rise in shipments from Canada and around 50% from China. As a result, total imports on an annualised basis are nearly one-fifth higher than a year earlier and have reached their highest now since at least 2009. On the topic of progress on policy, the US Commerce and Agriculture Departments have finalised rules allowing new exports of American beef to China. That's one of the two areas of goods export improvements that form part of the 100-day programme between the US and China. Our data shows the rules coming at just the right time. US beef exports fell by 16% in the quarter to April 30th, while Chinese import demand increased by a third. Shipments from Brazil where an export ban to China was lifted in August 2015, have reached $760 million annually in China. A similar rate for US farmers would add 12% to their total exports. Changing tack, we can use Panjiva's data to determine supply chain shifts in the electronics sector. For example, Microsoft have announced that the new Xbox One X video game console will launch on November 7th. That follows Nintendo's Switch, which was launched in March, and Sony's revised PlayStation that was launched last September. The new system comes ahead of the seasonal peak holiday buying season, imports for which normally start to ramp up in around August or September. Our data shows that US imports of the Xbox and its related products have already dropped ahead of the new launch, with a more than 50% slide in imports in the three months to May 31st on a year earlier in the US. Total video game imports, though, have increased, as a result of shipments associated with Nintendo's Switch, which jumped nearly 250% over the same period. Moving on now, there's several items to watch in the logistics industry today. Firstly, container handling through ports in the US state of Virginia increased by 13% on a year earlier in May. That was the third straight month of growth and was led by a 31% jump in handling of empty containers. That echoes a pattern that we've seen in the state of Georgia's ports. In Virginia, imports of loaded containers outpace those of exports, with a 9% rate of growth versus 6% for exports. The increase in imports was a result of a major jump in imports from China and Hong Kong, our data shows, while shipments from Brazil and Singapore slumped. That change may indicate a reallocation of volumes across ports by carriers following the implementation of their new alliances at the beginning of April. Staying with the ports, Hapag Lloyd's MGX Mediterranean US service has started calls at Port Miami. 
The service uses larger vessels after the port completed expansion works recently. Our data shows that the port had previously underperformed its local peers. Volumes of imports fell by 5% in May and 4% in the 12 months to May 31st. Port Everglades, meanwhile, grew imports by 10% and 15% over the same periods. The HAPAG Lloyd service will help expand utilisation, but will probably only add around 2% to monthly volumes based on their prior shipment levels through 2013. So useful, but not transformative. Moving on to the freight forwarders now, we have two pieces out today. In the first, Panalpina Chief Executive Stefan Carlin has flagged to quote lower results for the first half of the year. Now that compares to analysts' forecasts of a 16% growth rate in net profit. He cites market challenges despite expanding volumes. Now, this shouldn't be a surprise. It's not the first disappointment versus the market by Panalpina this year. Its first quarter revenues were 5% lower than expectations, whereas its freight forward appears on average were 2% better. More recently, Panalpina has underperformed its competitors in areas including US inbound freight volumes. On that topic, and finally, we've published our proprietary monthly review of the NVOCCs. Here's a quick summary. Container volumes handled by NVOCCs operating on US inbound routes climbed 3% on a year earlier in May, driven largely by Asian volumes. CH Robinson expanded the most in absolute terms, with a more than 10% rise. DSV's 50% jump, meanwhile, was due to its UTI acquisition, without which its volumes handled were actually unchanged. Expeditors lost out, with a small drop in volumes resulting in a 0.2% point loss of market share to 2.9%. As well as CH Robinson, it may also have lost out to DB Schenker, which has become the fifth largest MVOCC from seventh a year earlier. Our analysis of over 3,500 NVOCC route pairs shows that DB Schenker and Panalpina may have room to expand further on Asia-US routes. That's it for today. If you'd like to find out more about Panjiva Research, head over to our homepage at panjiva.com. And thank you very much for listening.